Thanks for listening to episode 8 of I Wrote You a Pilot, the only episode number that is a homophone for the past tense of eat. So, it's got that going for it. When I started I Wrote You a Pilot, my hope was to showcase North Carolina-based performers and then ride their coattails to stardom. But I have quickly realized I'm willing to ride almost anyone's coattails to stardom, which is why my guest today is Brian O'Sullivan. An actor based in Los Angeles County, California, so I know for sure the TV hotshots can't ignore this one. Because, I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? Let an actor in L.A. continue to struggle? <laughs> Not likely. Brian is a nationally touring singing comedian who has had his work appear on CBS's Superior Donuts and is a contributing writer for the popular YouTube channel The Warp Zone. You can find out more about him at bocomedy.com. Brian and I have also been doing comedy together in various forms since high school, so I apologize in advance for the gratuitous amounts of dicking around which this episode contains. Thanks to the internet, we're able to talk remotely a little bit about bits, and then I explain to Brian his love of allegorical content. Finally, we jump into the pilot I wrote for him, entitled Brian on the Vine. It's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. You're going to have to hit the button again, man. <laughs> fuck this up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. I was always going to fuck up. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it's fine. We, we, I all fuck right, up the, all the time. The, do the pilot thing again. You want the pilot thing? Write me a pilot again. <laughs> it's a pilot. Wrote you a pilot. A pilot I wrote for you. So it's all in a button, so it's easy to do. I okay, could just hit the button again. Like so. so. AJ, are you there? God damn it, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, can we start it over though? <laughs> it's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. Who was that singing? Uh, oh, that was me. That was me. That I, was uh, you? That. Yeah, it was pretty. Are you, a, are you a singing comedian now? No, Brian, that's you. It's Brian O'Sullivan. Are you a comedian. competition? No, as, as you'll find out from your theme song. <laughs> It sounds wait. <laughs> so I've so I have listened to all, to all but one of these. Apparently, I just one. skipped the one. The skip the one that I was probably the right. most interested in with your brother. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. I got a lot going on right now. It's pandemic. Take that everyone else except for Aldon Schrader. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was always like when when I heard I was like oh that's cool he's writing theme songs for all these people and I was like I'm very excited to hear what the theme song will be for me since I've written you theme songs before. Yeah. The first one I didn't understand. I should have music. Uh, was there not one? The first just, one. The first one I just like. I was like, all right, I'll sing it, and then I'll find music that will go under it perfectly. And that did not happen. You need to. Oh. You need to get those guys together at the same time. You know. Yeah, that's kind of where I usually out. start. Yeah. Was yeah. that that was John's right? Yes. See, I listened. Yeah. And then you just said that one. I'll skip the next one. I'll skip the next one. <laughs> no, no. What must have happened was the algorithm. Could you hear me just now still while I was talking? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Because sometimes, so I have my I have my Power Beats Pro by Dre inside of my ears to listen. Power I live Beats in Los Dre Angeles. by Dre for the bold. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I know you have actual things you need to try to push and plug on here. Can you start over with the pilot? Start over with the pilot beginning. It's a... It's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. Yeah, we're yeah, we're all here. We're here this time. 
Are we starting for real now? Yeah, and I mean, there was an applause there for that one. That means it's the final. It's also the third one. You don't get to keep doing bits after the third beat you don't? unless it's. Was that only the third? I think that was the fourth. I think I got what? you to a fourth. Oh, you I son got you of a bitch. God damn it. Now we got to do two more. Yep, yep. It's a pilot. Wrote you a pilot. A pilot I wrote for you. When I'm, I'm trying to edit that was, this that down. That was the fourth. God, no! No! <laughs> it's a pilot. Wrote you a pilot. A pilot I wrote for you. Can that just be this whole episode? Is just That's you playing that song? It's over what it's and over gonna again? be? Because otherwise, like, I'm not gonna run out of time on my like record, card for recording the podcast. I warned you when you asked me what time I wanted to do this. You I said did. I need six hours. Yeah, I really wanted to lay into it. Let's talk about your television interest. Oh, my television interest. I like yeah, you it. Like, you like shows, right? You like yeah. comedy shows. A lot of you probably know shows. better what I like than I do because I don't remember filling out the form I sent you. Oh well, I've got to pull. So, you, up, yeah, so how about you? How about you tell me what okay, I like? I'll tell, and you, I'll tell what, you if you're right. Ryan, let me let me explain to you what you like about comedy. Okay, mm-hmm. so you like uh, shows with horrible people uh, and shows that examine like a nihilistic attitude, and philosophers could probably twist into a modern allegory. That's the through line to the shows you like. The shows I don't such as, think that's true. No, that's, that's what it is. That's pretty much what you wrote down on the form. Shows such as Arrested Development, in which an everyman Hilarious, character clever, struggles against uh, a family that is representative of the seven deadly sins. Uh, shows such as Seinfeld, in which characters view everything as nothing, treating both the, the darkest and worst experiences of life with the same level of respect as the smallest and insignificant. And even when mm-hmm. they've decided mm-hmm. they should stop doing that and find themselves in prison, they can't even take that seriously. And shows such as yeah. Rick and Morty, which is actually uh, what I described. That one fits in without really just any stretching. So that's, uh, those are the, oh, yeah, those are the shows you listed. I'll give you that one. Enjoyable. You got one. You give me that nihilistic. one? But, but yeah. the rest of them you consider a stretch, but... I think so. I think you're reading into something that's not there. Well, I it's I, you know when I write these things, sometimes I get desperate, so I really, really mm. like push stuff on. But I do. I think don't the even rest, need to I, write I, anything to feel desperate. I think it's insightful. I think insightful is what. What do you, What do you think you like about the shows that you mentioned? I like how funny they are. Mm, yeah, I didn't. Don't, well, I didn't incorporate that into the pilot, so that. Uh, That'll be oh, that'll be unfortunate. Great. Yeah. But, Should uh, I have read this pilot before? Right now, it's gonna happen the way it happens either way. You know, just can like we, are we gonna like pause and redo certain lines so they're perfect? So just like in Hollywood. No, no. I mean, what if there's something you're like, what? ah, I fucked that up. I'll probably leave you saying I fucked that up in, and then we can redo it. But if you do Great. it multiple so just, times, I I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to make a bit out of it or anything because. It's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. Yeah, bits aren't really my thing anyway. Well, you want to jump into this pilot? Let's, should, we, should we read the thing? I guess so. <laughs> Here we are. I'll cut something out of it. All right. I just want uh, this to be the worst episode. Oh, well. 
you know, I've got, I'll do more episodes. So even if it is, it won't stay that way. Oh, thanks. You know just what to say. We open on a pandemic-free universe in Los Angeles. Yeah, I have County. the wrong script pulled up. God damn it. <laughs> it's a pilot. Wrote you a pilot. A pilot I wrote for you. We open on a pandemic-free universe in Los Angeles County. If you're from the area, it's obviously specifically Santa Monica. But for the rest of us, California is just San Francisco or L.A., so there's not really any need to get nitpicky about it. The camera follows a man, Brian, jogging along the street, probably because he wants to prolong his own mortality and make jokes about life for a long time. Hopefully nothing upsets that in this cold open. A booming narrator sets the scene. This is Brian O'Sullivan. As a singing comedian, he spent most of his time on Earth trying to not take life too seriously. But today, he decided he wanted something more. As Ryan looks across the street, he sees a fire and brimstone style preacher harassing a tourist. If you dare defy the word of God, he shall put you in the sleeper hold of righteousness. Ah, shit. I just realized that maybe my life has no meaning. I should help that guy. Unfortunately, this was actually a bad day to make that particular decision. Brian waits for a crosswalk to change while the preacher continues to lay into the tourist. Repent! Repent, else God in the percussion section of the seraphim shall be to form thine ass with sevenfold snakeheads! Uh, alright, so just to be clear, does that mean Coachella would be an expensive Uber from here? Because based on the map, it's not in San Francisco, so... The tourist starts to call an Uber and walk away, but the street preacher sets down his megaphone and blocks his path. Do not venture into the thorns! You must repent before you leave my presence, else your sins are mine to share! Brian jogs over. Uh, hey man, I actually uh, saw this guy repent a little earlier, so, uh, he's good. Unless I see the repentance with thine own eyes, I cannot... Thomas. What? Wait, uh, did, did you just doubting Thomas me? I did, yes. Oh, well, oh damn, oh. Can't, can't argue with that. I mean, you gotta have faith, right? You'd look like an asshole if you didn't. <laughs> right, yeah, because I'm screaming at people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I wish you would have said something earlier, though. Talking in this manner is very stressful on my vocal cords. Yeah, you should stop that. It's like someone left the caps lock key on for your voice. I'm more like exhausted there, Pinky, holding down the shift key. That would have the same effect as what I just said. Yeah, but the effort is different, and sometimes I think that care comes through, you know? Look, either way, he probably forgot about his earlier repentance when you started yelling at him. Right, man? Um, oh no, I'm actually very comfortable with yelling. I'm attending the 2020 Coachella Music Festival in the hopes of getting a photo of Rage Against the Machine in front of the Hollywood sign. I assume all of that is very close to where I'm standing. Oh, Rage Against the Machine? Well, that's not a band for the repentant. Those are the sounds of hell. I mean, people were maybe a little too excited about their reunion, but Sounds of Hell is a bit much. Uh, okay, the intro for Bulls on Parade does indeed get me hype, but one of its members has a 666 tattoo. That is the sign of the beast. Those are specific references for someone claiming to not be a fan. The street preacher grabs Brian by the shirt. You bore false witness to me, and you must repent. I did already repent a couple times this morning. But I guess one more wouldn't hurt. I'm talking about your immortal soul, and you're treating it like, like, like some kind of bit. You're not 
really the easiest person to take seriously. The preacher hurls Brian into the street as an oncoming big blue bus of no specific Los Angeles metro area utilely tries to slam on the brakes. This was a bad day to decide to help people. That's what I said. The bus slams into Brian with an incredibly overused car hit special effect, knocking him out of frame, and we cut to the theme song. Here we go. Brian's working through stuff, yeah, that is a fact, but he just got killed, so cut him some slack. It's as inane now as when he was alive. When you're already dead, then it's hard to survive. It's an allegory story, like Pius infant penned by Gory. He'll take life's inventory, hope it's esculpatory. We might never learn a moral, but he'll probably be fine. It's hard to see that you're shriveling when you're Brian on the vine. Yeah. That's really good. I was used to you undersold the hell out oh, of that. I was, I was coping. I was hoping you like because I was like, oh, it's a Brian. It's a Brian episode. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on this one a little bit. I might have spent more Not time on it. Uh, had, had like weird Al tones in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, dude. That's uh... it was like Weird Al's uh, nineteen eight late eighties uh, rapping style. Ooh. That's the only rap I've listened to, so I guess that makes sense. All right, as the music fades from the theme song, we open on a bright expanse. It is neither San Francisco or L.A. It is nothingness. Someone might at first think this is heaven because it looks clean and shit, but that's it's really just an uh, extremely overexposed background, so it's, you know, devoid of information. Brian sits up into the frame with Start, having <gasps> just been killed by a bus. A booming narrator once more echoes, Brian was dead. I don't feel dead. Oh, oh. Oh, good. Oh, you can hear me now. While you're talking very loudly. Well, it's actually a, uh, it's a, just a compressor. The, the, the max decibel level isn't any greater. It's just got a smaller dynamic range. Yeah, so... I know how compressors work. I'm a comedic musician. Oh, uh, you were a comedic musician, but now you're dead. A dead comedic musician. So yeah, I guess I guess you're you are you are you are still a comedic musician. That is just a additional adjective. I I I I shouldn't have said anything. I, I guess I guess you know yourself. Uh, Brian squints around at the nothingness. At least it looks like I started caring about stuff just in time. It's clean as shit here. Well, it's really more of a camera effect caused by clipping. You know, actually, th- there's a lot of just technical film stuff for me to explain here. I, I should probably come down. I'll just, I'll pop You don't, uh, really don't need to do that. Before Brian can finish the sentence, the narrator appears before Brian in a puff of smoke, revealing that he's actually Brian's best bud slash guardian angel, H.A. Schrader, who is holding a harp, wearing long white robe, and has arrows sticking out of his arm. Holy shit, A.J.? I haven't seen you since... Uh, since the, the funeral where I was dead after that kid shot me with arrows and I didn't treat it urgently at all? Yeah, I know. You sound different than I remember. Oh, right. It's uh, the, the pitch effect. I, let me let me flip that off. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, hey! Ah, ah, yeah, it's good to see you again. Uh, you know, sorry you're dead, buddy. Yeah. So, are you like my guardian angel? Oh, hell, hell yeah. I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah, let's go with that. I mean, you, you can be mine too, since you're also dead. I mean, like co-guardian angels, looking out for each other, going on adventures, maybe helping each other move apartments if the need arises, like sharing bags of Doritos, the perfect snack to take it to another level. Yeah. I feel like maybe there's already like a term for that kind of relationship. Friends. Yeah, that that's it. You know, that's the one. Hey, you, you know, let's uh, that, uh, yeah, let's call ourselves friends. That's way less religious than the angel stuff. And you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, AJ tosses his harp into the nothingness. 
people get offended by religion in heaven? Uh, if it exists, pr- I mean, probably. I, yeah, a- after all, they seem to get offended by it one way or another everywhere else. But this, however, you know, is it, definitely it isn't heaven. Uh, like I said, it's a it's a camera effect. AJ reaches directly to the camera lens and twists the iris lens so that the background no longer is overexposed, revealing a similar California street to the one Brian was on before he died. This looks exactly like the street I was running on before I died. Yeah, I mean, we can become disembodied voices, appear in a puff of smoke, and have a little more meta-awareness now that we're dead, but other than that, stuff is pretty much the same. Uh, also, uh, there are some owls with human hands, and if they wet willy you, then you stop existing here. That's incredibly random. No more so than a lot of the previous ways of dying. Uh, and do you mind going with me to grab my laundry? I've been wearing this sheet all day, and people have been giving me some weird looks. Cut to interior, a laundry mat, dusk. It's the typical looking laundry mat that you might find in the real world uh, where Seinfeld-esque characters are likely to be having some sort of amusing conversation about basic activities. A neurotic comedian and his short, balding friend stand in front of their respective washers having an inane conversation. <sighs> the gentle cycle. Nah, let me fuck. Jesus Christ. What's the... Ah, the gentle cycle's broken on this machine. <laughs> Would you rather do, George? Nope, nope, I got it. Uh, what's, what, what's the deal with, oh, the gentle, <laughs> uh, the gentle cycle's broken on this machine. I've never understood the point of a gentle cycle. Well, what do you mean? It's right there in the name. That's point is to be gentle. Compared to what though? There's no harsh cycle or rude cycle. Maybe your body's the rude cycle. The gentle cycle is your underwear's only chance to relax. I'm a normal man. I toss everything in unnormal. Interesting. You clean based on personality type rather than the fabric. In my opinion, washing machine choices can tell you more about a man than a Myers-Briggs test. Still, I think the gentle cycle helps my ear coverings last longer. Yeah. I don't use those. There, there's owls with human hands who can wet willy you out of existence and you don't use ear coverings? I'm willing to risk it. I, I personally don't even want to risk a normal wet willy. AJ and Brian walk through the door, interrupting this riveting conversation, oh so typical of both normal and afterlife. So you're telling me I was nice to people for no reason? Okay, well, I mean, you weren't evil or anything, but nice wouldn't necessarily be my first descriptor of you, Brian. But uh, when you were nice to people, it wasn't for no reason. People probably enjoyed being around you more when you were nice. And then they were probably nicer to you, and I bet that made for a more enjoyable experience overall. But yeah, it it doesn't appear to have any bearing on what happens to us after we die. Although it it might affect what happens to us after we die again. No no one knows. AJ opens up a dryer and begins unloading a couple weeks worth of clothes as a look of enlightenment washes over Brian. Holy shit. I bet we're in purgatory. That must be it. This is just a holding area until we're ultimately judged one way or the other. The Seinfeld ripoff characters by this point have overheard the conversation and decide to jive in. Oh my goodness. Looks like someone cracked the code. Our savior has arrived with a brand new idea that we're stuck somewhere awaiting the next thing. That's dramatically different than the life we used to live. Surely we'll forget one previ- our previous concerns and spend most of our days discussing this idea. Hey, he's a regular Charlie, this guy. The Seinfeld ripoffs returned to doing their laundry. Hey, hey, come on, guys. He just died. Everyone has a purgatory revelation. There's no need to call him a Charlie. Yeah, I'm not a Charlie. What's a Charlie? There's this group of weird bears all named Charlie that live on a mountain and claim they have all the answers if you approach with the right questions. 
talking bears? Uh, impressionist bears, really, and not so much talking. Specifically, Mike Myers' impressionist bears. They must have chosen the name Charlie based off Mike's character name in uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. They must be real fans. Yeah. Yeah, I get, it's, a, it's a struggle to get through a conversation with them. Well, I'm going to need a payoff for that. Uh, let's go! Brian exits almost before AJ can react, because as we established at the start, this guy runs. Damn it, dude! Hey, wait up! Uh, AJ tosses his half-folded laundry into the cart and bolts after him. We stay on the sign for rip-offs for a moment longer. I feel like the two of us could have had at least one more bit. Well, shoehorn it in! <laughs> Cut to exterior of the street. Brian marches out of the laundry shop. AJ is right behind him with his cart. All right, which way to the mountain? Uh, it's uh, it's on either side of the valley. <laughs> you know, it's a, that's an L.A. reference. It's uh, mountains in the, the valley, but yeah. yeah. Uh, seriously, though, yeah, Charlie Mountain is right next to the valley. It's, that's, that's actually where it's located. Shit, that's pretty far. Well, I have no idea if that's true. I'm, I'm not from here. But either way, I'm kind of past the whole looking for meaning phase of death. I, I haven't even folded my clothes yet. Suddenly, in a puff of smoke, Seinfeld ripoffs appear. I personally don't mind wrinkled clothes. Kind of makes it look like I've had sex. I myself prefer a crisp look, since this increases the chance of me actually having sex. Uh, the Seinfeld ripoffs immediately disappear in another puff of smoke because the bit didn't actually... That uh, didn't feel worth it. It felt... Real poor. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with those guys now. Let's keep let's just fucking keep going. <laughs> you should show me how to do that. The smoke thing. It'll make the trip much faster. Well, you do. You do have to get a, a license for the smoke thing. It's actually it, it's a whole big hassle. You know, like most things. Uh, on the plus side, however, mass transit in the afterlife uh, L.A. is just as good as it was in normal L.A. You really have no concept of what it's actually like here, do you? Uh, just enough to mock it, uh, but have fun with the Charlies. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. Come on, AJ, you're my guide through the afterlife. I need you. Oh, well, 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 well. Someone fancies themselves the protagonist. I'm, I'm not your guide. Don't, why else would you be waiting for me when I woke up from being dead? Uh, so that we could do bits together. You know, as your friend, I was very excited about your death, but this whole search for meaning is really putting a damper on that. Listen, AJ, being a wisecracking, sarcastic, flippant, guitar-playing comedian was great when I was alive. But now that I'm dead, I want something more. You'll have more. You're also gonna have to be a waiter. I mean, because, you know, making it in comedies, it's just as hard when you're dead. Have I mentioned that this plane of existence isn't all that different? Because I like, I really feel like I should drive that home. Like it's a thesis statement or something. All right, a bus pulls up next to them with a giant sign reading to Charlie Mountain and the Valley, you dummies. I don't want to waste this second chance. I need something more serious. So I'm going to go find those Mike Myers impersonating bears with or without you. Well, maybe I'll just wait for my next dead friend to do stupid bits with then. Fine. 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 Brian and AJ nod at each other as Brian steps aboard the bus and AJ pulls an arrow out of his arm because uh, those those have still been there the whole time. He shoves it through his own head uh, so it looks like a classic Steve Martin bit and stares uncertainly at when he'll see his bit buddy ever again. Brian immediately leans back out the bus door. So apparently the bus charges money. Yeah, it's the same thing. I keep saying, like, it's just like AJ hands some money to Brian and boom, we cut to commercial. This episode of I Wrote You a Pilot is brought to you by Isaiah Hedden. 
a member of Bad Medicine Sketch Comedy Group and producer for the podcast Sketch Nerds. Sketch Nerds is one of my personal favorite podcasts, and not just because episode 52 of the podcast offered a very helpful primer on how to pronounce Isaiah's last name. It's also not just because I've been a guest on the podcast myself. Episode 38, I talk about the Muppets. It's it's pretty great, but th- that's not important. The, the real reason it's one of my favorite podcasts is because although many people know I'm incapable of talking about pretty much anything besides comedy, they don't know that I'm also terrible at listening to anything else besides people talking about comedy. And th- this podcast, well, it's all over that. Also, uh, they gave me money, which is the healthiest way to show mutual respect. If you'd also like to help make my wife mildly perturbed by helping this podcast become a thing, even though I'm not the one in the relationship who typically listens to podcasts, you know, with the exception of sketch nerds, then you can send me a digital tip on Venmo at US of AJ, or you can encourage me to read something by making it about me and leave a five-star review on iTunes. All right. Um, let's go back to the show where I'm dead. Uh, probably, I probably can't keep doing this for long. My wife shouldn't worry. All right. No one actually needs to experience the LA busing system, so instead we return from that red-hot commercial break to see Brian staring up at a mountain. An old-timey prospector is walking out of the trees, uh, leading his donkey home for the night as darkness starts to fall. Yeah, a little late to be heading up the mountain, don't you think? Forecast calls for extra owls with human hands this evening. You don't even have ear coverings. They actually report about the owls with human hands on the news in the afterlife. Oh, you mean the most pressing concern to our existence? Eh, journalists bring it up occasionally. It's really not that much different from, you know, the normal No, wrong. It is different from before I was dead because this place has bears with all the answers. If I ask the right question. Or maybe when you figure out the question, you'll already know the answer, huh? No, that's stupid. The question is, what's the purpose of life? All right, 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 all right, okay, but what does that matter if you're already dead? You're obviously just going to keep turning anything I say into another question, so I'll figure out the exact semantics on the hike. I assume the bears will understand the general gist of what I'm looking for. Well, I better hope you work it out before you get up to the Charlies. Otherwise, they might find that you're not worthy. You're not worthy. That's a, that's a Mike Myers reference right there. I picked it up on my time in the mountain. Well, despite your frustrating habit of playing philosophical devil's advocate, I'm actually in the market for a new guide. Maybe since you're familiar with the mountain, you... Oh, Fred, not, sonny. When a man makes a trip up old Charlie Mountain, he doesn't get to take his wealth or his knowledge or even his friends. He can only take Peter Bradshaw. Who's Peter Bradshaw? The only legitimate critic on Rotten Tomatoes to give Love Guru a positive review. But he's still alive, so unless you're willing to wait, it's gonna be all on you. Come on, donkey. I forgot to give you anything to do. The old-timey prospector leads the donkey away as Brian slowly disappears along the wooden trail. After a long beat of silence, an owl hoot is heard, and we see Brian immediately come running back out of the trees. An owl with human hands, uh, one of which is covered in blood, hovers around his head trying to stick his bloody finger in his ear. Ah, you are far more disturbing looking than I initially imagined. 
Your beak did so much damage to your own hand when wetting your finger. Brian Swats knocks the bird off just enough to break free. Ooh, get back here, fresh meat. I'm gonna give ooh, a Panama ear canal. Fuck it, the meaning of life can wait. Brian runs off with the owl still giving chase. Cut to interior, a small diner slash coffee shop slash bar. AJ enters into a small diner slash coffee shop slash bar, the seemingly perfect place to hang out and just do some stupid bits with one of your buddies. Uh, looking around the room, he sees most people are already paired off talking about the little quirks of life, but sitting alone in a booth, he notices a disheveled man staring blankly into the distance dressed in a pilot's outfit. Airlines, the bit well that never runs dry. This should be some lighthearted fun, or should I say, light-hearted fun? <laughs> oh man, oh Brian is missing out on some gold with this whole search for deeper meaning thing. AJ takes a jaunty little trot over to the table with the pilot. Excuse me, sir, but could you use a code? Before AJ can finish his hack icebreaker, a second swarmy, unsuccessful dead comedy writer, also looking to avoid any serious soul searching, darts in on a segue. Excuse me, is the seat taken, or do you mind if I co-pilot? <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. oh, just like I would have had in my job when I was alive. That, that, is, that is some funny banter. That will definitely stop me from worrying whether or not uh, anything I might have deemed as an achievement actually has any value, or if humanity is cursed to forever start over and fail at something new. <laughs> like a snake eating itself in a cosmic Ouroboros. More like Ouroboros. Boring us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is like that. That is, yeah, that, that, that is a funny bit right there. That is, yeah, that is, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, they both laugh up for Billy's <laughs> anger boils over. <laughs> hey, asshole! That was my, that was my seat. Everyone in the diner slash coffee stop slash bar stops their bits and looks at AJ in his very unbit-like display of emotion. I, I was gonna ask if I could be the co-pilot. That. That was my bit. I would. I was gonna do that bit. Oh. Um. Sorry. Oh. Oh. You. You're sorry. You're sorry. Well. Well. Good. 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 Good that you're. You're sorry. That is. That is an appropriate reaction. So. Uh, you want the seat? No, I don't. I don't want the seat that would, at this point, that would be weird. So, so, no. Are you sure? Because it kind of feels like someone left the caps lock on for your voice. <laughs> Everyone laughs because we all know this was a pretty good joke that deserves to be used multiple times. Uh, actually, it's more like I exhausted my pinky holding down the shift key. No one laughs because everyone knows this was a joke that was, it was rather masturbatory in the first place. Is there something you need to talk about, or uh, no, not with not with you? Okay, I don't need to talk about I don't need to talk about things with with you. I I have I have friends. Okay, I'm an I'm an adult. I'm an adult with friends. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. Okay, what? One of my friends is Brian. Yeah, yeah I miss doing I miss doing bits with him. Okay. Now oh, that sucks, man. Is he, uh, not dead? No, he is. It's just that I want to do stupid bits and he wants meaning in the afterlife or something. Well, you're kind of having a more weighty conversation right now. I am. 
I mean, not in like a human way, but kind of. Oh shit, you're, you're right. Maybe our adventures can be full of both stupid bits and meaning. Maybe being dead is about both. It'll probably still be a little thin on one side, but yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the talk. Thanks for the talk, random Segway guy. I should, I should transform into a disembodied voice and go find my buddy now. You better hurry. It seems like this thing got away from you a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be much shorter. I don't really know what it is. What is gonna do with it? But uh... or AJ finally disappears in a puff of smoke. Cut to exterior, the woods. Brian is uh, huddled under a nearby bush, his hands covering his ears. AJ as the narrator echoes out once more. Brian was alone in the valley, much like Jesus in the desert. He knew his suffering was all part of some higher plan. What are you saying? I can't hear you through my hands. Oh, uh, I, I, I was saying you're like Jesus in the desert. Did you, you know? turn your compressor back on? Oh, shit. Is, is that better? Fish are wetter? That can't be what you said. Maybe bring back the bass? The longer wavelength. Yeah, you, you know what? I, I'm, a, I'm actually just going to... Uh, AJ appears in a puff of smoke in front of Brian. He holds out a cloth ear covering. Brian grabs it and quickly puts it on. Uh, uh, how's, how's that? Can you, can you hear me now? I could hear you the whole time. I just thought you'd appreciate the bit. Uh, you're, you're a dick. Thank you. Wow. When you spend all night running from a bird with an encyclopedic knowledge of the world's man-made waterways, you start to accept the random uncaringness of this existence and decide maybe we should just have a little fun. Ah, I'm sure the owls with hands are equally upset they haven't thought of any wet ear puns outside of the canal system. Yep. Sorry I didn't want to help you search for meaning in existence earlier, but hey, if you you still want to see the Charlies, I can instantly teleport us there and avoid any further conflict. Actually, I think I'm going to wait on Peter Bradshaw and think about what question I actually want to ask. Ah, a little pre-production, huh? That's a novel idea. AJ turns and looks directly at the camera. He reaches his hands towards the screen and slowly twists the image as it begins to overexpose till the screen fills with white. Do you at least want to pop in on the Charlies as disembodied voices to see what a bunch of bears impersonating Mike Myers characters looks like? Well, yeah. Otherwise, what a fucking stupid wasted setup. <laughs> right? Yeah, so we cut to interior cave on top of a mountain. A bald bear sits stroking a hairless cat with the back of his chair facing two other bears. One in 60s attire and another that has painted himself green. The bald bear spins around in a dramatic fashion. You know, Charlies, we've had far fewer visitors to Charlie Mountain as of late. Do you think we've been too wordy with our answers to all of life's questions? Well, Charlie, please... Dr. Charlie, I didn't spend all that time getting my Charlie PhD and running all of life's mysteries to not be properly addressed. Right. Sorry, Dr. Charlie. I, for one, just wish people would accept that a meaningful life is a function of appropriately connecting with mind-independent realities of objective worth. And then stay out of my swamp! I guess people just aren't your bag. And I think that's all relative, baby. I mean, a meaningful life varies from person to person and is a function of one getting what one strongly wants or by achieving self-established goals or through accomplishing what one believes to be really important. Just what makes, just do what makes you feel groovy, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we should throw a little party. A little merging of the ideas, you know? 
something along the lines of, I don't know, meaning arises when subjective attraction meets objective attractiveness. And if Susan Wolf quotes don't blow your people's minds, maybe instead we'll just use lasers? Susan Wolf, very groovy modern philosopher, baby. Very shagadelic, yeah. That's a philosophical powerhouse that I'd let peel me like an onion and play with my big fat bear titties. <laughs> the other two bears go deathly quiet and stare at Shrek Charlie after this line. You merge your Shrek and fat bastard references, Charlie. Very ungroovy. In fear, Shrek Charlie drops his imp er, impersonation and sounds more like your stereotypical talking bear so that AJ can play him for this line. Ah, uh, growl. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, they're both Scottish, so I just, uh... Kill him. Dr. Charlie and Austin Charlie rise up to a ferocious height and maul the shit out of Shrek Charlie and credits roll in that shocking philosophical massacre that luckily AJ and Brian weren't a part of but might have to deal with in later episodes. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... That's what you do right there. That's what we got them. We did it. That's. Is, is that it? Did we finish? That's, That's the show. That's episode one. You know, set up for some, for some Great. gold. Can't wait to see those returning, Charlies. Yep. Oh, they're gonna be in every episode. Every. <laughs> Great. It's. I. I know. I told you, Mike. Meyer impressions are my. Or Mike Myers impressions are are, yeah, are my bag, baby. But yeah. like, no. not the Scottish ones, which you know, upon further thinking, is like half of his characters. That's right. But you can. Do, ha, what? How does? How does? How do you do a Wayne? Uh, let's see if I can do this. I'm going to do an Austin Powers line as Wayne. Okay. Uh, it's going to be hard because of the words. Right. But, uh, let's see. All right. I guess people just aren't your bag, and I think it's all relative, baby. I mean, a meaningful life varies from person to person, and it's a function of one getting what one strongly wants to be achieving self-established goals or through accomplishing what one believes to be really important. Just do what makes you feel groovy, baby. Ah, he's got a, he's got a little Ke Keanu in him. Oh, yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, he's got like, you know, a little Bill. I guess, yeah, he's very similar faster. Like, to Bill and Ted and like, but yeah, like faster. Keanu be like, I guess what makes people, I guess, I guess people just aren't your bag. And I think it's all relative, baby. I mean, a meaningful life varies from person to person. It's a function of getting what one strongly wants or by achieving self-establishment. That'd be Bill and Ted. But my Keanu Reeves would be Neo for sure. Wow. I guess people just aren't your bag. And I guess it's all relative, baby. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people would say that Neo is uh, an allegory uh, similar to Plato's The Cave, which uh, can also draw a lot of Rick and Morty. Uh, parallels too that mm. comes through in this too so you know it's, i mean saying it's there it's not, it's not so when are we going to record this episode it's a pilot wrote you a pilot a pilot i wrote for you i'm gonna stop recording uh because uh. the episode's over the episode's over right bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>